What up, y'all? It's your boy Kevin on stage, and I want to tell you about Black Married and Debt Free, okay? They're a couple that paid off $110,000 in debt in 2017, and now they want to educate and inspire millennial couples to do the same. So what I want y'all to do is subscribe to their page. Go on YouTube, go on Instagram, and get the following going at Black Married Debt Free. It's everywhere, all right? So if y'all don't want to be broke no more, you want to be debt free in victory. Then go follow them, Google them, look them up, and see what they're talking about because don't nobody want to be broke. You feel me? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? This is Marcus, and I would like to welcome you to another episode of the Black Married and Debt Free Podcast. I'm here with my lovely and very studious wife, Shira, and we have been we, we, we've been having a good day. This has been a good Sunday, and we hope that you you too are having a great and eventful Sunday. Shara, how are you doing on today? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I'm excited to talk about today's topics. We're going to be reacting to uh, an article that you found. But before we get started, I want to... Thank everyone who's been listening to the Black Mary Defy podcast. Thank you for downloading. Do us a favor and share this with your friends, share this with uh, your family. You know, we, we were talking finance, all things finance and all things marriage. This is your number one stop for marriage and finance. So welcome, Shira. I want to know what this article is about. Yeah, it looks really interesting. And so it's titled, I Ruined My Family's Finances Ooh. by Withdrawing from My 401k to Buy a House. Oh. And I regret it. Yeah, this is. What's uh, your thoughts? Yeah, this is, this is going to be really interesting because uh, I used uh, some creative ways to fund an investment property before. And so, not quite like this, but uh, very interesting. So, um, I'm interested to hear more. <laughs> Yes. So this article is featured in Market Watch and it says, I recently made a panic decision to withdraw all my money from one retirement account and I am closing on a house in February. The house cost around 200000 I am 36 years old, married and have a one year old. Half of me is regretting it and I'm worried about next year's taxes due to the withdrawal and the 10% penalty I paid. 
I have been saving up money with my family in order to buy our first home. Recently, however, interest rates have risen, making me worry that this window to get an affordable house was closing. In a fit of panic, I withdrew all of our 26000 saved money from our 401k account, and I put it into a high-yield savings account. We have now chosen a home and will be using around $18,000 of this money for the down payment. I am now worried that I might have to pay income taxes and a penalty for the withdrawal itself. I am extremely anxious over the situation as I feel I have destroyed our family's financial future and that we cannot afford to pay taxes on the money that I withdrew. Mm, mm, mm. So I'll go ahead and stop there and get your reaction. Yeah, a lot of things, a lot of things come to mind. One, uh, I want to put this person's mind at ease because, you know, shy, they, they seem very anxious and they said they were nervous and unsure. Uh, so I want to assure them that they will be paying taxes. <laughs> <laughs> they will be paying taxes on that money. But I think it's important to break down the, the 401k, which is an employee sponsored retirement account. And um, with that, if you withdraw prematurely 50 before, which is before 59 and a half, you're going to get a 10 percent penalty for sure. And because this is a pre-taxed account, which means this is taken out before the federal government gets their taxes and your state gets their taxes, you're going to have to pay taxes upon withdrawing at any age. Right. Even if you withdraw at 65, you got to still pay taxes on it right so yeah it's gonna count as income i mean there's really no work around for that you know what i mean yeah i think there's red flags all throughout yeah all throughout this narrative that i just read um the first red flag is panic decision Mm. and when it comes to your finances when it comes to your family uh you don't make panic decisions you make thoughtful decisions you make um I've calculated the risk uh, mm-hmm. uh, decisions. Mm-hmm. I've talked it over with my partner decisions, uh, but we don't make panic decisions. And I think uh, what can put you in a panic? I think watching a lot of the sky is falling material mm-hmm. <laughs> will kind of get you into that state of mind yep. or the news or, you know, um, maybe seeing other people buy homes and mm-hmm. knowing that you haven't got gotten a home yet. Um, I think, Looking at everyone else yes. is definitely a, a way to get yourself to make a panic decision. Yeah. But I think when, as I said, when it comes to finances, those are not the type of decisions that we want to make. Yeah, that's a great point. I, I sense a lot of unsurety here. And it's like, this actually could be a nice little play, a nice little move if you were just sure about it. But mm-hmm. the fact that you're so, you know, I don't know. I, I think I might have ruined my family. Why would you do anything with on the other side of it it could be i think i may have ruined <laughs> you know what i mean not uh you know i don't know if i'll make all my money back or you know this is the the the, the bad side of this to her is catastrophic so why would yes. you even te- why would you uh, even do that marcus you, know? you said her i think it could be a guy uh, right right <laughs> we're going back and forth like is i it immediately a she, thought her i don't he? know why yeah uh, that's not fair. <laughs> that is not why. fair. Okay. Um, the next thing that stands out to me 
is um, the the worry that this window to get an affordable house was closing. Mm-hmm. Uh, when have these houses been affordable? I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's find that out. And is it not true that as interest rates rise, house prices actually drop? So that's, that's the other thing about this window of mm-hmm. an affordable house. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say they were able to get a house for, for 200000 It does not say what part of the country that they're in, um, but maybe where they're in, that is a Below good deal. Below the national average, right? <laughs> it sounds like it, right? It's pretty good. Um, and then to withdraw all of the money. I know yeah. people withdraw some money, yeah. but what? why would you take all of the money versus figuring out what it is you actually need. How much you need. It's just, I think that we have an over tendency to maybe overestimate what we really need. Mm -hmm. And I think for a lot of people, it really shows up with like the student loan debt crisis. Yeah. Like shoot it. It it showed up for me Mm -hmm. where I took more than what I needed. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes we, um, we overestimate and it only harms us because for one, if you know you're buying a home, the first thing that you should have done was establish a budget. And if you established a budget, you would have been able to calculate to the T Mm -hmm. what you needed for the home. And maybe you would be able to, uh, use your savings, some, some, something that you've worked for and combine it with your 401k Mm -hmm. instead of just saying, you know, I got to get into my 401k and I got to get this money out and I'm not, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so you so what you're doing and I didn't even see us going here. You're digging into the psychology of it, right. Of the, of the person, why they did it. And I, I think that is super important. Yeah. I, I think they may have inadvertently withdrawing all of it may have inadvertently been the right move in this case, because mm-hmm. you take out 26,000, you only, needed to use 18 for the down payment, I think you might still have enough to cover your 10% penalty and your, your inflated taxes. tax. Right. But, you know, or at least most of it. Right. You know? And the other thing is that this article mentioned was that they were closing um, in February. Mm-hmm. It's January. It, it says, I'm extremely anxious. I feel, I've, I feel I have destroyed our family's financial future. Nobody's making you do this. You can back out back right out. now if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> back out. And you know what you need to do? Uh, what, what I would consider doing since you feel so bad. Um, the money that you borrowed, put it back. Put yeah. It, you know, because here we are in, what are we in? Jan- January. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have the whole year to replenish what you borrowed. Yeah. So pay it back. And then the thing that you'll have to suck up is that ten percent penalty that that you uh, that you took from withdrawing it. Yeah, and, and count it as a lesson learned. That's an option because when you get a house, you want to do you want to pay ten percent of twenty six thousand, or do you want to pay a two hundred thousand dollars for a house you don't you don't want? Right. right. Which. Which makes more sense to you. So I'm saying through your income, contribute, you know, to the max or whatever Mm -hmm. you and if your partner is working and then that'll in turn lower your tax bill for next year. If you're contributing and you should have the money to contribute because now you have this excess cash that you borrowed. Are you following me? Am I making sense? But in that scenario, they won't they wouldn't have the house, though. 
Yes, because they don't because they said that they feel if this house is bringing you grief, (laughs) then don't do it. Then don't do it because your house, of course, your house should be a blessing. Yes. Like when we moved into the house that we're in now. Yes. Moving. moving, Yes. The moving was probably the most stressful part Mm -hmm. part. Right. But we literally moved like down the street, Mm -hmm. (laughs) basically. Mm -hmm. Um, But I feel that my home is such a blessing. Yeah. It's a, and if you don't see moving into a, a home as a blessing, and for some people it's not a blessing because it's at the wrong time, mm-hmm. you know, you for can't afford price. it for right. the wrong price and for the wrong reasons, yeah. you know. So, um, you know, if if the house isn't a, isn't it is not a blessing to you and your family, mm-hmm. and it's going to bring more stress, more harm, then back out. Yeah, take take point. the L. Let somebody let let it be somebody else's blessing. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree, Sean. I love where, where you went. Um, now let's talk about what some potential alternatives could have been. Mm-hmm. Uh, with most four hundred one ks, you can withdraw or take a loan on against your balance, right? And pay it back. I don't know how the uh, emerit- emeritized payback is, uh, but I, this is something that I did. Way before Black Mary Debt Free, mm-hmm. way before we got financially literate, I was needed needing some. We were in need of some cash and all this, and I knew my my, and I wasn't contributing to my four hundred one k, but I knew I had something in there because my employer was really active on the matching and the yearly. They would put money Bonuses into our four hundred one yearly, and, yeah. yeah. And so I knew there was some money up in there. I knew I had some money floating around, and I really needed to get some of it. So I. You know, did the research and found out I could take a loan on my 401k. Now, the thing to remember is that you you will still be taxed, but you avoid the 10 percent penalty. But you do have to pay it back. There was like a minimum down payment. And so they're going to take it. Now, the cool thing is, Shire, the payback was out of my check. Yeah. So what does that mean? That means after the loan, they're going to automatically withdraw more to pay myself back so to speak so now my my check looks smaller so well, that you said that was sucks. a good thing yeah that kind of sucks <laughs> you know i think i could have paid a lump some kind of way from some outside money if i needed to but i didn't even really do all the research to figure that out yeah. but that could have been an option now you would have been stuck paying yourself back but you would have avoided this 10 percent penalty. maybe that would have put her mind more at ease but that's yes. kind of weird you know what i mean it's it's, it's like especially if you're contributing actively to your 401 on one hand and then you're paying your 401k loan back on the other hand, it's kind of counterintuitive if you really think about it. But yeah. um, What do you think, Shai? Well, one of the things to note is that you're still required to repay the loan even if you leave your current job or you you. are laid off. So that is one thing to just be mindful of Mm -hmm. if, you know, a person was to take this route. But anything to avoid that penalty – you know, it might make it worth it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, let, let's do story time, shall I? And, and we've broached this topic before. Let, let's 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 go here. Uh, I, for our fourth investment property, used funds from an, a retirement account of, of sorts. It wasn't a four hundred one k, but it was my Roth IRA. And what I did was I didn't go into any penalties, which is cool because with a Roth IRA, you can withdraw money 
that you've put in that you've put in you can't withdraw the gains without penalty but you can withdraw any of your deposits there there we go without penalty and without tax why marcus because a roth ira is funded with after tax dollars right essentially it's you've funded with paid. money from your checking account that you've already been taxed on or whatever mm-hmm. right so that was what i chose to do to fund down payment for an investment property now with that said the investment the word investment means that's we're making money on that purchase and it wasn't like our primary where it's like there's no there's no receiving that money is not something that's going to generate money but what did you think about that then shy what do you think about that now that i did that let's tell the people <laughs> well i mean for those that didn't me. catch that I, episode. <laughs> I don't have a whole lot to say. <laughs> I feel that was the house that you bought with n- no input from me. And I don't regret. I don't have no like sorrow or like I don't feel like I ruined the family or I don't like regret that I did it. You know, I do regret that I didn't ask you first. Like we, we've talked about that. Like, I mean, you know, we're, me and Shire are business I'm partners. I'm not saying that you have to ask, but informed i didn't know where the money was going to come from and i didn't ask any questions because i just i knew he had his mind made up so i just kind of left it alone until after (laughs) i asked how did you get the money (laughs) and i know we're getting way off topic here but you know since then i've become more enlightened like and this may be good for any couples uh just a little you know just a little nugget we're gonna get back on the topic but i look at what me and shire do on the money side as we're business partners so I can't be like, yo, I'm the husband when it comes to business because you wouldn't do that with a business partner. You wouldn't be like, well, I'm taller. Like if it was you and your friend that made business moves, investment moves together, you wouldn't be like, well, I, I'm older than you. So I just chose to do it like this. I didn't need to ask you. No, no, no. If you're partners, you should you should check in and get the OK with your partner before you do something like that. So. I've, I learned. I've grown. I've grown. You know what I mean? Can you tell the people I've grown at least? Come on now. You've grown. <laughs> um, but, you know, every relationship works differently. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's an investment that my name was on. Yes. Therefore, I think uh, right. there should be should some dialogue. Be some, right, right, right. <laughs> but, if I'm going to be on the hook for it as well. Yeah. But back to this story. I'm saying okay. I told you my story to draw a parallel with this lady's yes, story because yes, yes. we both used uh, some creative ways but the difference was i she seems unsure you know back to the psychology that you were saying she seems unsure that's not fair (laughs) (laughs) what tell me you keep saying uh that it's a it's a female oh i'm sorry it may (laughs) but it could be who knows it may it it probably most likely is is a husband because you know i don't know yeah um okay so Another thing we were kind of discussing yeah, yeah. was around 401k withdrawal and whether or not they would actually assess a, a penalty from mm-hmm. the IRS. And the answer that we found, and that's even included in the article, it was somewhere around the lines of it depends. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and one of the reasons why is because an early withdrawal could be classified as a hardship withdrawal. Mm. Um, the IRS considers any emergency removal of funds from a 401k to cover an immediate and heavy financial need mm-hmm. as a hardship withdrawal. 
um, whether or not it's the purchase of a home using your 401k counts, uh, whether or not that that counts as a hardship is a determination that falls to your employer mm-hmm. um, and that you would need to present evidence of hardship before the withdrawal can be approved. So that's something that I didn't know that there was a caveat around an emergency withdrawal and mm-hmm. that there might be some leniency if you're, if you are in a bind. So I, that's something that knew that I learned. And then also um, we were talking about that period of time a few years ago when the government was like, you know, if you withdraw from your 401k, there would not be a 10% penalty. And it turns out that that was actually through the cares act. Yes. And that uh, was in March of 2020 Mm -hmm. and a part of the cares act, um, it said that 401k account owners could make a hardship withdrawal of up to 100000 without paying the 10% penalty. Mm-hmm. And the bill also grants the account holder three years to pay any income tax um, whether, rather than it being due within that same year. So yeah. I'm not sure that we're still under the CARES Act. So that would be something that I would look forward I – w- I would look into yeah. if you're kind of in that predicament. But looking at your personal experience mm-hmm. – you know, in withdrawing from your 401k and also hearing this person's experience, like in general, do you think that it is acceptable to withdraw from a 401k or you know what, the, like, where do you fall? Yeah. You know, I'm from the school of anything you put in a 401k or anything you invest in general, you don't put it in if you think you're going to need it later. Mm-hmm. Um, any money that me and you put away, Shira, the the mindset is I won't need this for 10 plus years, you know. Um, so and I know that, gosh, anything could come up where you're like, you like could scramble. We were just watching this crazy movie. We didn't finish it, though, because we fell asleep where the dude needed to get money out. Like he needed money and, you know, to pay off some ransom and he only had a certain amount in his bank and he's like trying to scramble in. So I get like, there may be some crazy scenarios. Like Marcus, I need to get this. A kidnapping. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's very <laughs> unlikely. Uh, so I'm from the school of, you don't withdraw the, you know, with, with, with the knowledge and understanding that I have about finance now, now I know that right. when you invest something is for the long term, long term for me is 10 years plus. Right. And so, uh, yeah, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do what she did. I'm just going to say that I would just wait, you know, save the money, do something else, you know, figure out a different way to go about this. Right. Me personally. Yeah, so I would definitely lean towards the side of 401k withdrawal is really for true emergencies. Mm -hmm. Like it really has to be an emergency, Mm -hmm. but then also do what I can to put uh, in place, you know, uh, an emergency fund. Come on, Shire. So that I don't have to go into a 401k. So it's not even an option. Obviously, a house purchase is not really a reason to dip into an emergency fund. Mm-hmm. That's not an emer- a, an emergency. You may need to start a house. You start a down payment. So fund, yeah, right? so maybe you start another fund. It gets really difficult because you want a home. Come on, Sean. a lot of people we don't that. we don't want to wait. 
because it's like, man, I'm already in my 30s. And then say if I have a 30 year loan, I'm going to be in my 60s or close to 70 before I pay it off. And I think that we let different things weigh on us and then we get into a hurry and then we end up in a bad situation. So really just go at your own pace. Mm -hmm. Don't make uh, rush decisions. Mm -hmm. And if you have to uh, rent for longer than you would prefer, just do whatever it is you have to do. Mm -hmm. We don't know what this market is going to look like Mm -hmm. in you know, one year, two years, three years, yeah. it could be to your benefit that you wait yeah. and not jump into something. I mean, that's one of the things with the market is that it's really hard to predict. Mm-hmm. But one thing that you don't have to predict is your income. You know what that is. Yes. And you should also know what you can and cannot afford. Yeah. And then you should use your best judgment, work with your partner. Mm-hmm to make the best decision right? regardless of what other people are doing, regardless of, you know, what's on the news. It's making you panic. (laughs) Get, I mean, find out what your trigger is Mm -hmm. and find out, um, you know, uh, yeah. Pinpoint those triggers. If you know that certain content is making you more anxious, tune it out, take a break. Not saying that you don't never, you'll never watch the news. You'll never, you know, follow X, Y, Z, you know, mm-hmm. on Instagram. But sometimes you just have to s- steal yourself and settle yourself so you can find a place of contentment, whether you're renting, right. whether you're owning, whether you're, you know, you have other goals that you want to pursue, but now it's just not the right time. Yeah. And be okay with it. Yeah. I love that, Shire. I think you're right, man. Sometimes you got to put them phones down, log out of uh, Instagram and all these different platforms where you're seeing people do stuff and you like, Man, I wish I was doing that because it it'll cause you to make rash decisions, and it's not like I, if you did this decision to the re, to the writer of this, if you did this with the utmost confidence, we wouldn't even be we wouldn't this would not even be a podcast topic, right? But it's the mere fact that you're so un. Or unconfident, I don't know if that's a word. Right. Unsure. Unsure. Anxious. Anxious that you think you may have ruined your family. Like that's how you know you let you let this this stuff get to you. You let the FOMO, you mentioned that in here. You let all that get to you and you know, you don't want to do that. You don't right. want to do that. Or at least if you're going to do it, just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Just okay? do it and say, hey, whatever happens, I don't even care. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not saying that. Not I don't I, care, well, but I'm, I'm going to deal with it. Right. I'm, I'm a, whatever the, but then you, know. you make a plan, right? Yes. Say, man, I did this. Ouch. Lesson learned. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you know what? I'm going to, um, I'm going to make better decisions now that I've, I'm going to learn from this. Yeah. So I know that I need to build back up what I've lost. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to, you know, you figure out how much you can actually contribute each month to retirement and and do better. My thing is we're going to all make mistakes. Yeah. We've lost money. Yes. You know, uh, we, but we learn from our mistakes Mm -hmm. and we do better. We don't sit there. We don't wallow. I mean, you can wallow for a few minutes, right? but you snap out of it and say, you know what? I'm not going to make this mistake again. Mm-hmm. And yes, I made a mistake, but eh, I'm going to do better. Come on, Shy. I think that's a great place to leave this conversation. Uh, I totally agree with you on that one, Shy. 
Well, if you all enjoyed this podcast, do us a huge favor and please leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever, Spotify, wherever you're checking us out. That really helps us out tremendously. And do yourself a favor. I mentioned it on the quick cast last week. I'm going to mention it again. I have a 24 seven music stream on YouTube. Of great just vibe mode setting music that you can play on it could be the soundtrack to your financial journey okay yes, yes. you can just turn it on vibe out and the link is in the description for that what's it called chai tea vibes come on okay lo-fi 24 7 stream on youtube similar to lo-fi girl if y'all familiar with that you know turn it on while you're studying whatever this this, this, this is my version of that so check it out let us know what you think and we're gonna holler at y'all on the next episode shower any final words no, just check it out. I've been listening to it. Thank you, It's Shai. really good. Yes. It's really good. We're going to be adding a lot more music to that. So we, No, Marcus will be adding more music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, y'all. Happy Sunday, and we hope you have a blessed week. We're going to holler at y'all on the next one. Peace. Bye.